I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, this is The Big Douglas Show. Please subscribe, rate, review. Got Big Pooh with me today, and our guest from ABC7, ABC7 is Scott Abraham. Scott, thanks for coming on today. Guys, good to see you. Hope uh, all is well. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yes, indeed. Uh, gentlemen, you, you know that I love to play games on the show. I brought with me a trivia game for today. Scott, since you're the guest, we'll start with you first. I've got uh, five players here. Let's see who knows where they went to school. Fun. <laughs> okay. We'll start with the new guy, Fitzpatrick. That's easy. That is an easy one. Harvard, baby. All right. That is right. All right, Pooh, we'll go to you next. Uh, Brandon Sheriff. Do you know where Sheriff went to school? Iowa? It is Iowa. All right. (laughs) All right. Let's see. Now let's go back to Scott. Chase Ruye. Do you know where Chase Ruye went to school? I want to say Wyoming. It is Wyoming. Very nicely done. <laughs> Got most to play games, too. I should have warned you, Pooh. <laughs> I see. Uh, uh, Pooh, what about the Greek freak, Matt Ioannidis? Ooh. <sighs> oh, that's a good one. Um, Man, I do not know. I do. No, no, no. Temple. He went to Temple. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah and uh and the and the tiebreaker who knows uh where i know we should have written this on paper the new guy william jackson the third went to college Ooh. i know he's from houston but i don't know if he went i don't know if he went to school down there i have no idea where he went to college jackson He's from Houston. Yeah, I, 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 I'm stumped on that one. You <laughs> got me on this. I don't know why. Well, no, he went to. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Houston Cougars, University of Houston. It is Houston. You're right. <laughs> right. There you go. Very yeah, nice. buddy. Three for three. How about that, big Doug? Come yeah. on now. You got it. You got it. Oh man! When we when Scott came on during the regular season, we do the over/unders. Uh, so I know Scott's a big fan of the games. Scott, uh, our the big news of the day was Julio Jones. Do you think they ever had any interest in him? No, and and I was pretty outspoken saying I don't think they need Julio Jones. I don't think it fits what they're trying to do. Uh, they're trying to build, obviously, and you'd have to give up a lot of draft capital. And I like the wide receivers they have in the room right now. I think their third-round pick, Diami Brown, is going to be terrific. I think he's going to be a spark plug. They got the slot guy and Adam Humphreys. And then don't forget Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin. And then you can use Antonio Gibson uh, in terms of uh, as a receiver as well. So I didn't think Julio Jones fit what they're trying to do. He's an older veteran wide receiver. Several injuries over the last couple of years. Yes, he's a Pro Bowl, All-Pro type player. Uh, but I think in terms of managing that salary cap, 
managing for future pieces down the road, I think it was the right move to, to stay put and not go after Julio. Scott, there's been a, on the national level, there's been a lot of conversation about Washington and where they are um, concerning their quarterback situation. And me and Doug don't, can, we don't see it the way national national pundits see it. We we believe that Ron decided to build the team and you know not chase a quarterback. But a lot of national guys are saying Washington won't be competitive enough because they didn't go out and get their quarterback of the future or a you know more uh, favored veteran uh, quarterback. What say you? I'm okay with Fitzpatrick. I mean, he showed uh, he has plenty left in the tank in Miami. Uh, I, I know you're going to get all versions of Ryan Fitzpatrick, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But I will say this, that offense is not going to be boring. It's not going to be, you know, dinking and dunking down the field like Alex Smith. He's going to push the ball down the field. He's going to take chances. There's going to be more big plays, but, yes, probably more turnovers. But you do have a really good defense to kind of bail you out on those various occasions. So. I'm okay with Fitzpatrick. Yes, it is a Band-Aid, guys. Right now, he's a Band-Aid, stopgap quarterback, one two-year rental. We've been talking about it for several years. Who's going to be the long-term future quarterback of the Washington football team? It was not Dwayne Haskins. Is it Kyle Allen? Is it Taylor Heineke? Are they good backup quarterbacks? Will there be another Matthew Stafford-type quarterback that hits the free agent market last year? Uh, excuse me, this, uh, this coming year. Um, you know, you need you know, there's there's always turnover of those veteran quarterbacks. Look at Aaron Rodgers. He's probably not going to be coming back to Green Bay. So there's always a solid veteran quarterback out there during the offseason. So I think of what they have now, the good defense, Fitzpatrick can do do the job for a year or two here in Washington. So I'm okay with where they're at. And I'm happy that they they did not go chase a quarterback in the draft where they had a trade up give up a lot of draft capital. They stayed put, picked up a, a need in Jamin Davis at linebacker. So all in all, I'm happy with the direction so far, quarterback. Yeah, it's curious, Scott, because as the league kind of zigs towards chasing those young quarterbacks of the future, uh, Ron has zagged here and is filling this roster out. And, and maybe this is the plan. Maybe they're not concerned about it. Maybe you get two or three years with Fitzpatrick and, two or three years of Matt Ryan when the Falcons move on and you just keep loading a roster and adding a quarterback, it'd be interesting that you said something earlier. Uh, so I'll come back to it. You mentioned Humphreys. Uh, I've been on this for a little bit now. I'm curious, say they go six receivers and you've got Terry McLaurin, Sanders, Diami Brown. I think Cam Sims has done enough to make the roster. Kelvin Harmon, I'm not convinced that Humphreys even makes the team. It, that's, a, that's a solid point. And, and I'm with you on that because you look at that wide receiver room, they're going to have to make a couple of big decisions. I mean, you have uh, Harmon coming back from that injury. You have Antonio Gandy-Golden. You have, um, you know, as you mentioned, Cam Sims, Terry, Curtis Samuel. There's a lot of good wide receivers there. But who else Who else would play slot, though? Who, who would be your – who would be your – kind of your your zigzag type guy that can get those move those chains move those um crucial third down conversions maybe, maybe curtis samuel could play a little slot guy but you also need somebody opposite of terry mclaurin could that be cam sims um so you're right i'm not convinced adam humphreys will completely make the team but i counter that by saying 
you brought him in probably to be that third down guy, get those crucial conversions. So who would that be? Who would be that guy if it's not Adam Humphreys? Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that was one place they, they really struggled last year was in the slot. Uh, Steve Sims Jr. didn't, you know, give them what they were looking for. No, um, yeah, I, I forgot well, about Steven Sims. I mean, I even mentioned <laughs> him yet. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, Antonio Gandy-Golden could be in trouble. Steven Sims could be in trouble. Uh, Kelvin Harmon. So, it'll be interesting. It'll be a great competition in camp, guys. Very, very interesting. Um, another position, I want to go to the other side of the ball. And, you know, of course, we have Chase Young. We have Montez Sweat, two premier young defensive ends. But nothing else. There's nothing no, there's else. No depth, there's no depth, Big Poo. That, that's what I was going to ask you about. What do you think uh, Ron and, and, and Washington, the football team, will do? Um, there, there's still some interesting veteran names out there, and Washington still has uh, plenty of cap room to give one of them veterans a nice one-year yeah. deal. Uh, do you see them picking up a Justin Houston or you know one of them veterans that's still out in free agency? Uh, you know, not not now, but a little bit later on. I think the first couple of weeks of camp will tell a good story in terms of what Ron, what Jack, what, what they've been seeing. You know, they like to rotate guys. That's why they've been so effective on the defensive line because they're so deep. Remember, they didn't have Matt Ioannidis for most of the season, and they're going to have him back. So just think of all the guys that are going to be able to rotate in on that defensive line. But you're right. On those two bookends, you have Sweat, you have um, Chase Young. No more Ryan Kerrigan. So – that begs the question, who's going to be that veteran pass rusher to maybe spell Chase, to maybe spell um, Montez Sweat? That's a big-time question that needs to be answered because right now I don't think they have that answer on the roster. They do have the salary cap space to bring back one of those veteran guys, those veteran free agents that are still looking for a home. So I think the first couple of weeks in training camp will show a lot, guys. I have a thought there. What if, and at first, I think they really like Smith Williams. We've talked about him a bunch on this show, and, and, I, and I do think that they like him. But uh, another theory is to get Ioannidis on the field more, maybe they slide Allen over to the 43N, who I think can come off the edge uh, in backup situations. Because you've got, you've got four defensive linemen tackles that need to get on the field because you don't want to stifle Tim Settle I don't think who was really good last year you got to get Ioannidis on the field you got Deron Payne you got Deron Payne too that's right who I think is the best of all of them uh and so maybe you can get one over onto the edge and that's a good point Doug because you have all these quality players on defensive line you want them on the field right you don't want you don't pay them to sit on the sidelines and they're all effective in their own way they all have their strengths so they're going to move these guys around they, these are you know it's like a chess game they, they're like pawns and they're, they're going to want to put their best foot forward in terms of defense I trust Jack I tr trust Ron they had that defensive you know mindset during their playing days I think they'll figure it out uh, but again you know, they need that speedster on the edge, that rush that can beat those offensive tackles when it comes down to crunch time or maybe a crucial third down play. Absolutely. I know if they plan to slide uh, Allen to the DN, they better give him his extension before they do that. Hey, John, what do you think about sliding over a little bit uh, this year? Uh, where, where's my where's my paper? Where, where's my money? <laughs> right, right. Um, I want to ask you about 
Landon Collins. Mm -hmm. Now, we know he's been adamant that he isn't going to change the linebacker, and Ron doesn't like switching players out of positions, especially this far into their career. But last year showed that Cameron Curl was more than ready to play the position. And we know they run multiple safeties on the field, but do you see Landon Collins, although they may not name him a linebacker, but playing more in the box this season? Um, because because that that's to it, you know, that's, that's his strongest that's his strength. That's yeah, strength. right, right, right. He's gonna play in the box. I, I, he's not gonna be a linebacker, but I think this is a big year for Landon Collins, fellas, because I know he he knows that uh, his back's up against the wall in terms of his future here in Washington. He needs a big bounce back year. Remember, he had a slow start to the year uh, last year before he was injured. So uh, I think uh, you're going to see a good version of Landon Collins, another year in this defense with Jack Del Rio. A uh, high praise so far from Ron, high praise from Jack of, of what Landon's been able to do and his comeback from that Achilles tear. So uh, him and Cameron Curl paired up. Uh, I'm excited about that. And I think, you know, if Landon Collins is the type of player uh, we expect him to be and what he signed for, that, that amount of money and that contract, that Washington defense is going to be even better, guys. I'm curious your thoughts. Now that COVID kind of feels like we're on the other side of the mountain on this thing, Scott, how do you think that it will affect the media? How much of this Zoom pressers, you know, with the access you guys were used to having, you have not quite gotten because you can't get in the locker rooms. How much of what we're doing right now do you think they keep, and how much do you think we'll get back to normal? I'm worried, and does, my that, guy. And does it concern you? I was going to say I, it. Are I'm, you concerned I'm worried. about that? Um, I, I think the players really like Zoom. Um, I, don't, I know Ron said numerous times he prefers in-person, you know, press conferences, uh, talking to people close to the situation. Um, in training camp, I think the plan is that Ron's going to have press conferences like old times, like normal ways of uh, us in the room and him at the podium talking. But I'm not so sure about one-on-ones with players or grabbing them coming off the field. It's not a, it's not a team issue, guys. This is a players association. This is a NFL issue. This is, you know, this is not the Washington football team saying, no, you can't do this. Yes, you can do that. This is all, you know, they say crap crap flows downhill well that this is the situation it's coming from the top nfl players association and and it comes down to vaccinations and some of these players um are not vaccinated still and that that's an issue and in the players association they have to sign off on various things in terms of interaction with the media and um yeah i'm i'm worried big doug uh i and because that's that's the payoff for us media members to get that access to get to develop those relationships with the players, having that five, 10 minute interview, talking with them on the side. You just can't get that with zoom. You don't have that personal connection, but zoom, trust me, zoom sticking around in some form there, there's going to be plenty of zoom stuff uh, for the foreseeable future in all sports. And and it stinks, but there are some positives to zoom where you and I can have a conversation. I'm in Maryland. You're in North Carolina. I could talk to Katie Ledecky, the swimmer who's in California getting ready for the Olympics. So there are some positives to it. But again, that developing that relationship, that connection, you just don't get that over a computer screen. Absolutely. Scott, I want to switch course a little bit and um, go to Washington's other major team, not the Nationals, ladies and gentlemen, the Wizards. Um, 
every day since they lost game five, I wake up and I go to the Internet. I know where you're going. Come on, give it to me. And I wonder if they have decided to not (laughs) extend Scott Brooks. And every day I'm disappointed. Do you see an extension come? If it's taking this long, do you see an extension coming for Brooks? Let me spin it. Who's be- who's better out there than Scott Brooks, Big Pooh? Uh, I would I would roll the dice with a few people. Uh, yeah. You're gonna need another <laughs> half hour to get through Pooh's <laughs> right. list. Yeah, I, I have a list who's over here. <laughs> it, it's it's tough because you listen to Russell Westbrook, you listen to Bradley Beal. They like Scott Brooks. They like playing for Scott Brooks. The results have not been there. They did turn it around this year. They had a dramatic, you know, they looked dead in the water, but they made the playoffs. They scratched and clawed. Russ loves playing for Brooks. So, Ted Leonsis, do you want a happy star player in Russell Westbrook and maybe a future long-term in Washington? Or do you bring in a new regime where you can have maybe a malcontent player in Russ Westbrook and he's going to want the first plane out of National Airport in Reagan to go to another team. So it's tough balancing act. I think there's more to it than just the results. There's the relationships. And it seems like a lot of people like Scott Brooks in the organization. Tommy Shepard, do you just blow the whole thing up again? Get it, get Tommy out of here, get Scott out there. I don't know, guys. It's it's tough. Well, what, what about Tommy Scott? Because he, he hadn't picked that coach. I mean, here's nope. a guy grinding his whole life, right, to get this job. You probably get one crack at it, and maybe he's interested in having his own coach. Maybe he watched some of the decisions in those playoff games and said, man, I don't understand what we're doing on yeah. offense. You yeah. Know? Or yeah. defense. Yeah. I mean, he, because that's the basketball <laughs> life. He certainly has a say at the table, but the final say is uh, owner Ted Leonsis. And Tommy right. did some good moves this year. Um, the one move I'm still pounding my head against the wall is Big Poo, I see you smiling, Davis Bertans getting an $80 million contract to shoot three-pointers, and he can't shoot a three-pointer. I've been just I, – I, I, he's a defensive liability. You give him $15 million a year to make a three-pointer, and he has one job. It's like a kicker in football. Do your job. I'm just just so frustrated at that contract. It's like Ian Mahinmi 2.0 with that contract where Washington stuck with him. That's the one contract right now that's not good on the books. Yes, Tommy Shepard made a couple of really great moves getting Daniel Gafford at the trade deadline. Uh, Hutchinson from Chicago seemed like a win-win for, for Washington. Uh, but, yes, there are some head-scratching moves from Scott in terms of game management and offensively. Uh, half court especially, and then also Tommy in the front office. So this is a big offseason for the Wizards because you can go one direction and you can go another direction. Um, And you have to somehow keep both Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook happy. Good luck. They need need Rui to take another big jump this offseason. And he showed showed flashes in the playoffs. I was very happy to see – uh, some of the some of the production he gave in that Sixers series, he had a good game in the play-in tournament, a couple of them. So I'm confident Rui is is, is on a great trajectory uh, in terms of he had his freshman year, his sophomore year, now he's going into his third year in Washington. And and just you think they're going to keep Scott Brooks? I do, I do. Why? I mean, it's been it's been a few days now. I feel like it would have been. Well, 
It would have happened right. already. That's, I mean, that's I, that's I, right. I feel like <laughs> I feel like he's staying. I mean, you look at all the movement already. Portland fired their coach. Boston's making moves. Orlando uh, is already announced. So it's already been a few days, guys. And, and I kind of thought it when the season ended that he was going to stay. Um, so I, I think right now, if you're telling me bet my house, I think he's going to stay, guys. Well, sorry, sorry, I big guess, boo. I guess the thing here, if 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 he is going to stay, do you see Tommy or Ted? Uh, telling him that there needs to be some changes to his coaching staff um, to bring in. That usually happens, right? You know, there's always a fall guy. So whenever there's like, you look in the NFL, there's always assistant coaches getting let go or or retooling of the staff. Yes, I think that would probably most likely happen if uh, Scott Brooks stays. um, They will probably request that he uh, make some changes. Ah. Uh, that, that's know, so buddy. that's so disappointing i know buddy but i, I think you know I, th- I think you know deep down the longer this goes absolutely the more likely scott brooks is staying big fella absolutely well, that, that's what gave me pause too is that it's been not that anybody else has hired their a new coach yet to my knowledge right none of the other nobody no. has released a coach no but i, I think jason one. i think jason kidd is a hot commodity uh you know, he turned down the Portland job, but I think he wants that Boston job, Jason Kidd. So, yeah, Damon Lillard has made it be known he wants Jason Kidd or um, uh, uh, Chauncey Billups. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for him to remain happy in Portland, uh, he wants one of those guys, and you know, so that's another situation that's being monitored. These 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 star <laughs> players, it's interesting. You gotta unfortunately sometimes cater to them. To make them happy because a happy well, that, star player equals, you know, and, that, and that's another and, check for Brooks, right? And right, yeah. But but Damon Lillard also serves as, as an example. Terry Stotts was the only coach he's ever known. He loved Terry Stotts, but he understands. Hey, if Terry Stotts isn't going to be here, I do want a say in who's, who's coming, coming in next. So, you know. Oh, you, you know, if Scott Brooks right. goes, they're bringing both Bradley Beal right. and Russell Westbrook to the table. So, yes, they no doubt will be asked, who would you like? What do you want in a new coach? They will be in the conversation. Got real quick before you get out of here. One of the cool things that you get to do, other than the, the big sports, you also do a ton of the high school sports. Yes. How many, how many sports do you cover in a year? Oh, Guys, it's probably, I'd say, close to a dozen. I mean, you think of all the pro teams here, all the women's sports here, and, and the men's sports, and then you have a big tennis tournament here in D.C. You have golf tournaments here. And then also, you know, I love Friday Night Lights, high school football. Um, you know, there's nothing like Friday Night Football. That, that was kind of my foundation when I first got in the business of covering high school football, and I just love it. And, and here in D.C., it's just a whole nother level. You know, all the Division One prospects – it's a hotbed for talent. So I'd say close to a dozen sports, different sports I cover during the course of the year. And we keep busy, like, unlike, you know, I always joke around with the beat reporters of the Washington football team where they focus on the burgundy and gold and that's it. I have to juggle and figure out how do I get on the Scott Brooks press conference and also talk to the Chase Young press conference. Oh, oh, by the way, the Washington Capitals, Alex Ovechkin, he has a press conference. So it's, it's a big juggling act, um, but I will say this. My days are never boring. It's always something new. It's always something different. You get that adrenaline rush every day, and that's why 
uh, I love this business because I'm never watching the clock. The clock is always chasing me because I'm always on deadline. I have to be at, on TV at 5.20. I have to be on TV at 6.20. So it's always chasing me. I'm not in the office like, oh, is this day over yet? Oh, this day's dragging. Never, ever. I, there's always something to do. Scott, thank you for joining us. Um, please let the people know where they can find you. Obviously, we know you're on TV, uh, but let them know where they can find you online. Yeah, man. Uh, 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 Twitter, you can hit me up on uh, Scott7News. And then also on Instagram, I'm trying to get more Instagram followers because uh, I just started a professional page on Instagram. I was a little late to the party on Instagram. I was always been a Twitter guy. So I just started up on Instagram. That is also Scott7News on Instagram. So hit me up on those two platforms, post all my interviews and stories uh, on, on both of those uh, platforms. So always appreciate you guys having me on and great chopping it up with you guys. Thank you very much. Have a good day, Thanks, Scott. Thank You're you, fellas. Yep. All right.